This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. And welcome into the program, ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It is Tuesday, and we've got it all going on today. There's so much to talk about between the NBA kicking off tonight. We got college basketball tonight. Carolina and NC State going to go at it. We've got college bowl games. We're 30 minutes away from the kickoff of the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I, I feel like I need to start this show with something. Uh, I, I, I owe it to you, the listeners. Uh, I will neither be the next quarterback of the Washington football team or the next head coach of Auburn football. Just taking yourself out I'm of just, running. I, I'm just, everybody else is doing it, so you know what? I figure I might as well do the same. Might as well. Might as well. Yeah, it's been a very rough day for the Washington football team. We'll get into that. I hate Ben Roethlisberger with a passion now. He is now oh. the bane of my existence. I'm done with that. I have gotten to hear about this all day. But I will tell you, I later in this show will tell you a worse beat than what you had. Oh, man. Tank had the worst double fantasy football bad beat I've ever seen. (laughs) It was Ben Roethlisberger, and not only did he beat me while I had him on my team, he beat me going up against him in another league in two semifinal matchups. It's borderline. It was... Almost impossible. Right. The, the the realm of possibilities here was so finite that he could lose both. <laughs> and I did. And he found a way. By point four points in both leagues. But I have a worse one. Oh, man. Later in this show, I will tell you that. Cannot wait to hear that one. Yeah, we... Uh... We got college football news as well. Apparently, bowl games are now being uh, being affected by the coronavirus. Again. South Carolina Gamecocks apparently are pulling out. Is that the is that yes. the deal? There will be no two and eight South Carolina Gamecocks in a bowl game. That's just <laughs> it's just funny for me to say, and I can't hardly say it without laughing. Uh, we've got green on green on the way. We've got Jeremy's uh, 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 next to last, the penultimate. 12 days of Christmas movie reviews coming up on the program as well. There's going to be some anger. Of course there is. There's always anger when you're involved. I sense there's going to be some anger. Oh, my gosh. Anywho, he did watch one. uh, Apparently, what I have gathered, I don't know what movies he has watched other than one that he posted on Facebook last night. So I know that he at least watched one adult Christmas movie. And then that uh, was hilarious. The other one, I'm guessing, is a childhood favorite of everyone who he is going to, uh, once again, dump on. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with you, man. Yeah, we are 30 minutes away or less than 30 minutes away from the kickoff of Nevada and Tulane in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Excited about that? I just, I, I'm, I'm yeah. giddy with excitement. Yeah, man. We're going to get into all of it here over the next two hours. This hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingles. Low prices. And love the savings. Please don't forget while you're out doing your last-minute grocery shopping for that uh, Christmas holiday meal, stop over at the uh, checkout at your local Ingalls store and buy one of the icons. Purchase one of the icons for the Ingalls Giving Tree, the annual benefit for Mana Food Bank. they got $5 and $10 icons for sale at every checkout uh, within the 16 Count 16 westernmost counties of western North Carolina to support Mana Food Bank and feed the hungry this holiday season. 
I, I thought you were going to say your last minute shopping, and I'm like, it is not last minute shopping time yet. <laughs> not yet. I haven't even started. Uh, I, 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 I have started, but I have way more to do, and it looks like it's gonna come down to the wire. I do my best work under pressure. <laughs> uh, my kids hope that I do too. Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. And I don't think there's a wrong answer here. Okay. Is Dwayne Haskins' decision-making worse on the field or off the field? I'm going to go with off the field, but it's really close. It is so close. It is really close uh, because, once again, Dwayne Haskins has been caught uh, skirting the protocols. This is a level of stupid that you're not going to be able to wrap your brain around. If you haven't heard the details of this story... This literally broke on the morning show, mm-hmm. and for four minutes, I just laughed at my computer screen. At how can any person be this stupid? Uh, as we all know, the Washington football team lost on Sunday to the Seattle Seahawks, twenty to fifteen, and uh, you know, in pure you know jubilation over a five point loss, Dwayne Haskins decided it's time to hit the club. So he went out and hit the club, uh, the strip club, by the way. Uh, where he was uh, photographed, filmed, whatever we're calling it these days, captured uh-huh. in real time on Instagram or Snapchat. Which one was it? But there, there were there images were both. on both. Okay, there so. were images on both of him hanging out with the ladies, and he was not masked. Everyone's flipping <laughs> out about the fact that he wasn't masked. I, I've, I, I'm going to level <laughs> with you, okay? I, I, can, I can do a lot of pandering. But if that is what you gleaned from this, that he's not wearing a mask because one of the entertainers uh-huh. is and is not wearing anything else. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, I just I raise my hand and I go, uh, oh, teacher, teacher, pick me. But it's him. It's He wasn't wearing a mask. So he's putting Ron Rivera, his coach who has cancer, he's putting him in danger. Uh, uh, yeah okay i'm that, that's i mean i understand i do fully understand the stupidity of that yes i do but there's so much stupid to unpack here uh-huh. that that does that falls like fourth in the line of things yep. because he couldn't even deny it was him because one of the accounts that shared the pictures was his uh-huh I didn't find that out until about an hour ago. Yeah, that has since been deleted. Surprise, surprise! And his uh, Twitter account has been put to private. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not even the worst thing. The entertainers, entertainers yes, are all wearing Dwayne Haskins jerseys. <laughs> he outfitted each one of the dancers with Dwayne Haskins jerseys, and was just yeah. This I, couldn't be <laughs> that, like. Eddie Fox, our, 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 our buddy on 99.9, has the DA of the, the day. DA of the day, yeah. If Dwayne Haskins is not the DA of tomorrow, I don't know what <laughs> I, I don't know who is. I mean, you would have to try to beat right, this. Right. Because not only is this a guy that has been just horrid as an NFL quarterback, he has been thrust into the perfect scenario to prove to Ron Rivera, I can still be the guy. Yep. And what does he do? That. Yep. That's what he decides to do. 
it was the biggest knock on you coming out of school is that your decision making is a little questionable. Mm-hmm. We have gone from from full on questionable to extremely doubtful. The, this guy can't make good decisions. I mean, this is mind boggling to me. Mm-hmm. They, honestly, Max Kellerman said earlier he must want out of there real bad. I don't think that's it. I think he's just that naive. Right. That not only do you lose, so you lose, then you break all the protocols, which means you're not going to be able to play this week, for better or worse, because they just found out today, so they haven't been able to sequester you. Right. If anybody pops as positive on this team and they have to delay this game, this is going to get exponentially worse than it already is. Yeah, well, they've already delayed the game once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have. They already flexed the game against the Carolina Panthers this weekend to the four o'clock slate because they, you know, they wanted the the playoff intrigue to still exist. They didn't want Washington to beat Carolina in the noon slate, clinch the NFC East, and then the other game not matter. The other game is Dallas and Philly. Is that the other game? Yes. So they didn't want that game to have no intrigue, so they delayed the game to four o'clock. They might have to delay it by a couple of days if there are close contacts to Dwayne Haskins. Although, did they have yesterday off? Most teams do, don't they? But most teams have Monday off. So maybe he hasn't been around anybody in the team, and so he hasn't exposed anyone. I feel like that's a bad choice of words to use in this case. But anyway... Uh, Dwayne Haskins, also remember earlier this year, he was already fined by the team for breaking protocols when he made an arrangement for one of his family friends to stay at the team hotel. He's already been fined like $5,000 by the team for that infraction. My, how much this uh, fine could be. I mean, this is one of the most profoundly stupid things I've ever seen somebody do. Uh, (laughs) Well, the Washington football team is hopeful that Alex Smith is going to be able to come back this week for the game. He had a strained calf that kept him out of last week's or or off of of Sunday's game. They're hoping that he's going to be back because otherwise they don't have a quarterback. Steven Montez. Steven Montez. Yep. Yeah. I'm calling it now. The Steven Montez uh, retribution tour. Uh, Iowa, Colorado. Colorado. That's where you went. This is a, th- this is uh, one of three quarterbacks that nobody's ever heard of that I really liked in this last draft class. <laughs> right. He was Lavisca's uh, quarterback. He was. Yeah. So Stephen Montez. Yeah, he's he's not horrible, but he's not by any stretch pro ready. Uh, he also liked a tweet that said Dwayne Haskins is garbage and an acronym <laughs> that I can't say on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes Dwayne Haskins. I mean, it's, except for the owner Dan Snyder, and you know they're perfect bedfellows because he's in the news today as well. This was not a good day to be a Washington football team fan. So today was when the Washington Post came out with their story about the details of the uh, the the little secret settlement that the Washington football team paid out to someone who accused Dan Snyder of sexual misconduct. Back in 2009, apparently the check was stroked for $1.6 million to have none of the details come out about this accusation. And apparently it was something that happened on Dan Snyder's plane when they were on the way back from the uh, American Academy of Country Music Awards or something. 
There's no details about what actually took place or what the actual accusations are, uh, but it has been said in court by many of the witnesses that it was, uh, I think the word was egregious sexual misconduct took place between Dan Snyder and one of his Washington football team staffers back in 2009. And so the same day that this Dwayne Haskins strip club party uh, story comes out, now we've got details on a settlement. It just leads me down to the path of when is the NFL finally going to step in and say something? When are they going to step in and say, we have got to separate you from this team? I'm not going to say it's not going to happen. It would just be completely unprecedented for the NFL. Mm -hmm. I mean, think back through all of time. You've had Donald Sterling in the NBA, yep. George Steinbrenner in March Shot in Major League Baseball. You've never had an owner where they went, you have to go. Jerry Richardson chose to leave. I was going to say, I think that's probably how that went behind closed doors well, with Jerry. And, and, that's, and I understand that. What I'm saying is there has never been, you have to sell the team. Yes. This has to come out of your control. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's a that would be a step for the NFL. It's getting it's getting to be too much. Though. I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, the NFL investigation is how they found this. The NFL was doing their investigation of the culture within the Washington football team organization, and they found this settlement. And now it's being you know little tidbits about it are coming out over and over again. And the Washington football team lawyers are trying to keep everything sealed in this case. It's bad. I, I will say that you opened yourself up to this when Bruce Allen said we have a damn good culture yep. last year. Yep. Because you know what's happened since those words came out of his mouth? Nothing but reaffirmation of no, no you, you don't. don't. Exactly. You have one of the most respected coaches in the NFL. Literally, you have one of the three most respected coaches in the NFL. Who <laughs> who doesn't put up with this kind of stuff? No. And he will not. He, I mean, he will... Uh, I just, how, I mean, Ron Rivera sitting down across the table from Dwayne Haskins having this conversation of what were you thinking, honestly? And this guy was brought in to change the culture of this football team. And not only do you have now the, uh, you know, the future quarterback of what he was trying to be sold was the future quarterback of this team is out doing the dumbest things possible in the middle of a nationwide pandemic or a worldwide pandemic. And you, every, what, three weeks to a month, you've got a new story about how the owner was, you know, a little too handsy with people. Well, this is Ron Rivera has the opportunity right here to take control of this team. Mm -hmm. But there's only one way you can do it. And it is he has to lead Dwayne Haskins right out the front door. Absolutely. I don't care that Daniel Snyder likes you. And, and I'll be honest with you, Ron Rivera is 100% the kind of guy that will say, I'm not doing this. Don't come back. Well, I'm, not even talking, I'm not even talking about with Dwayne Haskins. I'm talking about him walking into Dan Snyder's office and going, look, I'm over this. Mm -hmm. I am tired of, of this, you know, just culture infestation that we have. And I'm taking the reins. And I'm handling this. I don't care that you love Dwayne Haskins. I don't care. It's him or me. Mm -hmm. And I have a funny feeling that you're going to hear something within the next 24 hours that lends itself directly to that. I wouldn't blame him one bit. What, what other step do they have? I mean, you can't. Th th this is too. Th this has become too big. Mm -hmm. 
in in what five hours since since ten o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. That's when we got told we had ten. It was nine fifty because we had ten minutes left in our morning show. Right. The sports the sportsocracy found nine a.m. on all the social medias at sportsocracy every weekday. And in that time, this has turned into. I can't remember anything like this. I mean, I'm sure it's happened. There have mm-hmm. been a lot of bad decisions that people have made. Mm-hmm. I do. I do want to stop. What? Stop. Stop going to. Stop going to these places. <laughs> Lou Williams, James well, Harden, Dwayne Haskins. Stop it. I, you, uh, any, and I have no problem with you going. I really don't. No. Any other year, I would be all about it. I, I mean, not all about it, but you know what I mean. Like, I don't care. I mean, dude's got a lot of money. He's going to go hang out in the club. He's going to pop some bottles and whatever they do in the clubs because I'm old and I've never done that. Uh, <laughs> but you know, as evidenced by the way you just said that, right, Grandpa. Right? They're going to get. They're going to go to the club and they're going to get jiggy with it. And uh, you know, did, I wouldn't say. Did you any just other use year, a 1998 a pro- <laughs> reference? <laughs> I wouldn't have any qualms with any of it. But knowing that you're under lockdown, that you have to keep this train a rolling in the NFL, and no one is supposed to be doing anything extracurricular with other people, now is the time that you're going to choose to do this. If I've learned anything today, it's that your Christmas present should be a tube of fixident and some gold bond. <laughs> because I think you are a 79-year-old man in a 39-year-old man's body. Uh, yeah, I feel that way sometimes. You sound it, too. <laughs> we could have done the best AARP commercial in the history of time. This <laughs> I don't understand why your decision-making is this poor. Well, I mean, and now the question is, where do you go if you're Dwayne Haskins? Nowhere. You have been so XFL. bad. He's going to the XFL. I don't know, I that, don't know that there's another NFL team that will take him I don't know that it's on. that bad. Really? No, because the arm talent's still there. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. All Dwayne Haskins has done is confirm what people like me said about him when he was coming out. The mm-hmm. reason he fell was because there has, for better or worse, long been a, a, a thought through Jim Trestle and Urban Meyer. I've never directly heard it about Ryan Day, but... I struggle to believe that the culture's changed that much. Right. That the star players at Ohio State do whatever they want to. Yep. It doesn't. And I mean, and I'm sure a lot of people are going, oh, that happens at every college. No, no, no. Not like this. Go back to Terrell Pryor with the tattoos mm-hmm. and the selling merchandise and all. There's a lot of that that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. Maurice Claret. There's a lot of that that has been kept off the record and guys have just disappeared off this team. And you don't hear about that. But I have heard for the longest time that one of the problems that people have with Ohio State players is that the high-end, super-talented players get away with murder, and there is nobody that stops it. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard about Dwayne Haskins when he was coming out. And in two years in the NFL, he has done nothing to even make me question whether that was true. No. Because this is the move of a guy that's never been told no in his life. You Tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're not. You do this because you think you're above everybody else. And I'm, the, and this is just like when he was signing autographs while they're they're having to kneel the game out. Oh, he's yeah, while his team's still on the field. It's because nobody in your life has ever looked at you and said, "No, that doesn't make any sense. Don't do that." And I don't know that you ever get past that. I mean, this is a man that's 23 years old. I mean, and, and I'm not saying that that's. I'm not saying he's the miserly old veteran, but right. I'm, you're 23 years old. At some point, you have to be smarter than this. 
And when your play on the field's been this bad and your conduct off the field has been this naive and, frankly, dumb, I don't have a better word for it. Mm-hmm. There's not really anywhere to turn. What, I mean, what's a positive? And I'm not saying the team won't do it. There's a team that still employs Josh Rosen. So that, let that be known. It's true. So I'm not saying there's a team that wouldn't do it. I'm just, you're getting to a point here where it's like, dude, you just don't get it at all. The Jacksonville Jaguars will draft uh, Trevor Lawrence and let Dwayne Haskins be the back. Justin Fields. <laughs> and let Dwayne Haskins come be the backup <laughs> for Justin Fields. Aish. All right, it's I, not a good day. I have more fun things to talk about. I'm done talking about Washington. Football more team. fun things? Oh yeah, like what? Oh, we just it's a it's a cornucopia three days before Christmas of just pandelirium, man. <laughs> I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> All right, we'll have more coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville, ninety two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. Things may be a bit different now, but different is what they do at Wicked Weed Brewing, and your safety is their top priority. All four Asheville locations follow the most recent CDC guidelines on masks and distancing. The holidays are here, so don't forget that beer lover on your list. Stop by the bottle shops seven days a week for gear and beers, or order your favorite brews online with free delivery available within 10 miles of downtown Asheville. Visit WickedWeedBrewing.com. Happy holidays from the official craft beer of Furman Athletics. Wicked Weed. Drink safe. Drink Different. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo. All right, it was uh, December 22nd, 2020, when Tank lost his mind. I woke up this morning thinking, I, got, I really got a shot in these fantasy football semifinals. Because I went to bed last night because I couldn't hang with the game. I, I can never hang with the games anymore because, as Jeremy said, I'm a 79-year-old man in a 39-year-old man's body. I watched it. Uh, but I saw things were going horribly, and I thought, hey, I, I have a big piece of this game that's not playing well, and it's Ben Roethlisberger. And maybe, just maybe, I've got a shot. And then I woke up this morning to the worst Bad beats back to back in the same game by the same dude for different circumstances that I've ever experienced in my fantasy football playing career, which started 20 years ago. Ben Roethlisberger, I said on the show yesterday, I needed him to come out and score nine points. If he scored nine points, I felt like I was safe. He scored 10.7 points in the Radio Ranch Fantasy Football League, which made me lose by .4 points. But wait, there's more. Uh, uh, yeah, and I was going against him in that one. Then I had him on my team in another semifinal, and the the the, the scoring was 10.7 points in the one league, and I went, that's good enough to get me the win in the other league. Nope, scoring system's different. He scored 9.7 points in that league, and I lost by four-tenths of a point in that one, too. He lost two times by less than a point combined. Oh. Now, I I have heard this story three separate times today. So I did some digging. Mm-hmm. And, and our buddy Phil Yates, ESPN's fantasy football uh, extraordinaire, yeah. he posted a story of a league that was sent to him, and I'm going to try to make you feel better. Okay. This guy, his name, uh, I don't know his name, but his team name was Turn Golf the Lights. First of all, that is a horrible pun, and you deserve what you got. Turn Golf the Lights. He went into last night 
with a .46 point lead. His opponent was done. He had Eric Ebron and Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, no. Do you know what happened? Oh, no. Eric Ebron got hurt in the first quarter. Uh Uh-huh. He scored zero. Uh Uh-huh. Juju Smith-Schuster had one catch and a fumble. Uh Uh-huh. Which means he actually lost a half a point. And this guy lost by .04, having two guys with no chance of losing, (laughs) except that he did. That's awful. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I sent a direct message that said, you deserve it for not sitting them both down, which is what you should have done. Right. Just pull them off. There's well, Who would go into it thinking that there's a chance that your two guys are going to score negative one point? Ooh, let me do it again. If I had a dollar for every time I pulled that move of, oh, I'm up by a point, uh, bye. Yeah. Nope. No, you will not. You will not beat me that way. Because if this is me, I'm not here today. I'm at home. My phone is off. I am not uh, okay, and I'm not going to be talking to people. (laughs) Just drowning your sorrows. And Juju Smith-Schuster would be my new most hated player in the NFL. Oh, yeah, that makes me hate him as well. Uh, Just no more Steelers. I'm done with Steelers, except for Chase Claypool. Never again. Chase Claypool, we can still be friends because, I mean, he's at least okay. The sports tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. All right, as the NBA starts up tonight, getting a lot of press today is Adam Silver, who apparently, on the eve of the NBA starting back up, hinted at an expansion. And we could add more teams to the NBA. This is ridiculous. I mean, I understand Seattle's been begging for a franchise since they lost the Supersonics to Oklahoma City. So give them one, but you got to make it even. So where do you go from there is my question. What other market could put out a legitimate NBA team? Seattle. Other than them. They're the first. Seattle. <laughs> just two of them they need two of them in seattle one of them needs to be named the sonics if you don't do it that way you're doing it wrong all right the seattle sonics and seattle the, and just seattle just yep. just, just. I, I don't i don't <laughs> care if they put one in des moines iowa uh-huh. as long as seattle gets a team because they deserve one yes i agree with that that's the only reason i'm even okay with expanding the nba because well, they need a team well uh all all other owners may be interested in having another team come in because apparently with the financials, the way this would work, there would be like a billion dollar per team fee to enter the NBA. That sounds crazy to me. A billion dollars just to buy into the league. I don't buy that for a second. That's according to the report on ESPN is that each team would be paying somewhere in the neighborhood of a billion dollars in an entry fee to get into the NBA, and that money would get split between all the other owners. So in a in a year where you're, or in a time now where we're looking at financials and we're thinking, oh, we can't have fans and all this stuff, the financial ramifications for the other teams, that could be a big deal. 
Yeah, here's how stupid that theory is. Okay. And I understand that these teams have ownership groups. I understand that. Mm-hmm. So that would be $30 billion just to get into the league. That has nothing to do with your stadium deal. That has nothing to do with anything else. Do you know how many Americans possess 30, whose net worth is $30 billion? It's 18 total. 18. That's it. Yeah. And again, I fully understand their ownership groups, their money. I I 100% understand. Right. That's that's insane. It is crazy. The guy that owns the M, the, the Mars company that owns M and M's and like every other candy mm-hmm. does not have thirty, 30 billion dollars. dollars. <laughs> that's crazy, though. That uh, well, would never happen. A billion dollars. Yeah, it would to get a team happen. into the NBA. I, I have a feeling there would be a, a a relaxation of that. To what point? I don't know, but right. it wouldn't be that high. But I mean, like, so I, I was just curious, and I, so I pulled up one of these uh, one of these articles about who could get a franchise, what could be the next city that they that the NBA branches out into. Seattle, uh, Seattle is we've I, already I'm, cleared that. Yeah, I'm just going to keep saying Seattle's that because nothing else one. matters. Las Vegas. I want a team in Las Vegas in every market. Yes. in every sport. Yes, Vegas makes a lot of sense. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, Stop I'm, it. I'm going to pass on that we're one. We're not going to put one in Louisville, Kentucky. Vancouver. We're going to go back into the oh, Vancouver we're do that again. again? No, no, we, we, we haven't no, learned our you. lesson of that. Kansas City. Think basketball sell well in Kansas City? Well, it did a long time ago. Well, I mean, that was the 50s. Uh, or as you call it, the good old days. The good old days. <laughs> I just, I, I don't understand. Obviously, Seattle's the one. Las Vegas would be my two. I think that I would like to see a team in Las Vegas. But definitely not Louisville, Kentucky, or Mexico City. Stop that. We've already tried to play games in Mexico City before, and it worked as well in the NBA as it did in the NFL. Do you not remember when they tried to have the games in Mexico City? Well, they've done it every year for quite some time. Oh, have they? Oh, yeah. That's happened a bunch of times. Uh, and the field has been a problem, and the altitude has been a problem. Right. But didn't they have they had an exhaust problem one time where the the, yep. the heating system caught on fire and there was smoke in the building and they couldn't play the game? They had a field problem one time because the field looked like Aerosmith had just done a show on it the night oh, yeah. before. Oh, yeah. That blew up in our faces in the NFL, but in the NBA, uh, they've had their issues as well. Having teams in Mexico City, I don't think that that is the path to go. I am all for keeping it within the mainland of the United States. I think anybody that listens to this show knows that I really enjoy being right. No. And I've said this for so long. And now it's the fact that you're coming out and agreeing with me now is almost stupid. Executive director of the college football playoff, Bill Hancock, told ESPN on Monday, we would be willing to postpone the college football playoff games if we have virus issues. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. We've gotten this far and you're just going to tap out. Okay. That's the bill of goods you've been trying to sell us for four months. Right. Nobody was buying it. Nope. Least of all me. This was always happening. I don't care if it happens on St. Patrick's Day. These games are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, these little ancillary bowls. As I said yesterday, I think we've all kind of realized they just don't matter. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, they don't matter. Right. The Gasparilla Bowl does not matter. I, don't care I, I'll that be South Carolina is opting out. And this is the negative effect of the playoff. 
the only bowls that matter are this year are the Rose Bowl. What's the, the Sugar Bowl? And the Sugar Bowl. And then the and then the title game. That's yeah. it. Nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. Florida's playing in a New Year's Six. Their best player has already said, oh, I'm not playing. Right. So, I mean, now you have a problem. I, and I think the ratings in these games are going to suffer. Of course they will. I mean, I think it, I, you're, you're still going to get numbers because they're going to be on. And that's what people do around the holidays is they sit around and watch football. But, it's, but it will have an effect. Um, you know, North Carolina. They made it to the Orange Bowl. Well, three of their biggest playmakers are not going to be playing because they're all focusing on the NFL draft. Georgia's made it into a bowl game, into one of the New Year's Six games against Cincinnati. They've already had like seven guys say we're not playing. Yep. Ben Cleveland, Richard LeConte, on down the line. It's a bad trend, but again, you were talking about this yesterday. I don't know how you change it. Oh, you I know can't, exactly how you, you can't. It. You can't like draw up a contract to make these guys play in these games, and they're done. They're leaving. What are you going to do? Oh no! I mean, it's like when I was in one hundred percent fix this. There's a much easier path to fixing this than you think there is. How do you do that? Make these games count. Oh yeah, make well, them matter. You could you could do that. Well, I mean, but now you've drawn yourself into. And if you remember years ago when we talked about this playoff, and I said. Uh, you might want to be careful what you ask for. Mm-hmm. If you recall, what I said was it completely mitigates every other bowl game. None of them matter. It does. Uh, it, it doesn't. It one hundred percent does. It's the same thing. Then it was before. Cow- okay, let me ask you a question. If Florida had been the four in the playoff, you think Kyle Pitts plays? Oh, of course. Okay, then don't tell me the Cotton Bowl matters because it doesn't. Because he's going to be a top ten pick, and he just looked at his team and gave them all the middle finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I don't care that we worked all year for this. I don't care that we. Stayed in lockdown, and we weren't allowed to go home for Thanksgiving and all these other things. My my pro career is more important than finishing this season off. And I agree with That's him. That's exactly what he did. I agree with him. I do not. I don't at all. Then again, I played a lot of team sports, and I coached mm-hmm. a lot of team sports. Mm-hmm. So I'm just telling you, as and maybe I'm different. Maybe there are a lot of people listening to me that I think I'm out of my mind. There is no way I could do that. I mean, it it obviously is not good for his team, but... I'm not. I mean, the, the, I can't say that I wouldn't do the same thing. I if can I'm looking tell you at a meaningless game, I would not do the same. I'm thing. looking at a meaningless game. Nothing's going to change about this. The only thing I have to risk is getting hurt. And, and, and do I want to do and that? It's the same risk that he had in the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. Why did you not sit that out? Because it was worth something. There you go. Yeah. Because so, it was worth something to you. So right. playing for a national title is worth something. Yes. Playing in the Cotton Bowl is not worth something. No. That's a problem. That is a big, big, big problem. But it's always been that way. It has not always been that way. Who is that? Before Christian McCaffrey, name me a player that said, I'm not going to play in a bowl game. I don't care if you were playing in the lawnmower bowl. Mm-hmm. You played in it. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey started this. There were a few others but around a, that time, but he was the oh, first, I get it. The, the, the big one. Oh, I get it. Him and Leonard Fournette, and there are a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Of course. And this is just another broken layer of the NCAA model. Now, I'm telling you, you have to fix this. Other than having the expanded playoff, that, that's I don't the, know that's how the you only, fix it. Well, that's the only solution. But then that doesn't change anything for the other bowls. Well, the other bowls have never mattered. Right. I mean, the, 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 but I mean, when we the had gas the B- Barilla Bowl, I don't we, think anybody really cares. Right, but when we had the BCS, 
When no, we had the BCS, nothing, nobody, nothing nobody sat outside the national championship Nobody game. sat out BCS games. It never happened. Go back and look it up. You pull mm-hmm. one, it'll be the first one I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Never happened. Why? I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. I, but they, those games meant less at that point than the national championship game. But they still, for some reason, mattered more than they do now. I guess. Because we've started uh, a trend think, and now, now everybody does it. I think now it's more the players are aware of the risks that they're taking. And they don't want to take them. And oh. they've seen that other guys have done this. And it didn't matter. It didn't, it didn't hurt Christian McCaffrey when he sat out the bowl game because he still went number eight in the next draft. Mm-hmm. It didn't hurt Leonard Fournette when he sat out because he still got to, you know, there's no penalty on the backside for these guys not participating in their bowl games. Mm-hmm. But see, for me, this is a slippery slope mm-hmm. because now you've said, st- now we've got guys that opted out of the, Jamar Chase opted out of the season. I'm telling you right now, I told you this the day it happened. You remember when I said, you watch, he won't be the first receiver drafted? Yep. You you recall me saying that? I do. I'll guarantee you he's not. Mm-hmm. He'll be lucky if he's the second one drafted. But we started this precedent of my pro career matters more than the team element of the sport, which is one of the most infuriating things in modern sports to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I judge every one of these guys. Every one of them that says, nope, I don't want to. Okay. That's fine. Just know that I'm going to remember that. And when you do things, oh, I don't know who's a real good example of this. Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Weird. That's weird that he didn't want to play in a bowl game. And then he's gone to the NFL and been the biggest malcontent in the, in the league for years. Mm-hmm. Weird. Funny how those two things draw a parallel. And I will wager there are scouts in this league that think the exact same thing I do. I'm sure I'll bet you are. a dollar to a donut. I'm sure there are. Just saying. But I mean, the, I, I think players are different today. I think players. Yeah, and it's are, not a positive. No, it's not a positive. I think no, it's different. not. A, it's a, we're we're in. But I mean, I mean that's a sign of times. Period. Because now I guess we're in the most me first ticked. I mean, look at Juju Smith Schuster. Could be we couldn't have had a better day to have this discussion. Right. Juju Smith Schuster goes out and does an eighteen second TikTok video, <laughs> bouncing like a bunny rabbit on the middle on, on the logo. And guess what? The one shot they got to knock his head off, they, they did. did. Yeah, and he fumbled, and they lost. The only thing that could have made that made that more perfect if Devonte Devontae's perfect was still well. In the if he was in the league, that would have. That's what I'm saying. That's the only way that could have gotten better. <laughs> I do love whoever created the graphic that said Insta or uh, TikTok seconds eighteen, receiving yards fifteen. <laughs> A big fan of that. <laughs> With a big old fumble as well. I just, I, th- this, this whole me first culture mm-hmm. thing drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe, maybe I'm showing my age. Maybe I'm showing the fact that I always, that I, I, as a player and as a coach, I looked at this like it's team. I, yeah. not, no, no one of you is more important than the other. Mm-hmm. And now we've gotten to a point where that's not true anymore. Nope. And you've got guys, and, and Kyle Pitts is just the biggest name because he's about- not playing bowl game. I'm not trying to specifically. Call him out. Right. But you're also sitting out of a New Year's Six Bowl. This mm-hmm. is the dream that, that many of us grew up with, was to play in a, a, on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And now it means absolutely nothing. Because now it's just it, it's just seen as another stepping stone. But why? But, but, and see, now you're getting into what my actual point is. Mm-hmm. So, this is a, so, so what you're saying is the bowl game is just a gateway to get to the NFL. Your college career is there just you go. a gateway. That's the point. That's my whole point. 
is okay. The men, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence could have come out as a freshman in college mm-hmm. and would have been the number one pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. I've had more than one scout tell me that. Mm-hmm. We all knew he was the number one recruit in the nation. He's six six. He's mobile, great arm. All of these, all every tool you could ever want. Yep. Why does he play two more years? We're officially at that point of why. Mm-hmm. Why do you play two more years? It's just a gateway to the NFL. And you know what that creates? A great big problem for college football. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to, as soon as they find a loophole to avoid this, they will. They've now found a way to avoid the bowl game. Oh, we'll just, I'm, I'm going to declare for the draft. Okay. Just wait. I'm telling you, there's a guy coming that's going to, I'm opting out of my junior season. Yeah. Before this, in the spring, I'm not allowed to enter to enter the NFL. I'm opting out of my junior season. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that day is coming. I'm not saying it's next year, but I'm telling you it's coming. Yeah, Jamar Chase did it. Yeah, but that was for the virus. That's a little that's yeah, a little different. But, but, I, but I'm not going to say that that's not the next half step that leads to it. Right, but the root cause. The 100%. root cause was his NFL career. 100%. And I guarantee you there are sophomores right now that are watching Jamar Chase going, that kid has not played a down. Mm-hmm. The quarterback situation at LSU was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. He avoided all of that. And still in the top out. 10. And let's see where he goes. Now, right. I'm not as sold on that as anybody else is. I, I mean, I think he probably will go somewhere in that neighborhood. He'll go in the top 15 picks. I have of the a draft. mock draft coming out in a week. I'm just telling you, I've 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 researched this pretty in-depthly. Uh-huh. He ain't going as high as you think he is. Okay. All right. Well, and, and whether that's on him or not, I can't tell you. Right. I, I don't know. I haven't specifically had anybody in the league say, oh, no, we're avoiding him because he opted out. I, and nobody's ever going to tell me that. Right. Now, do I think that that conversation has been had behind closed doors? Sure, I do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I do. Well, because you have. A, do you think that he knew he would be unveiled, getting thrown to by, you know, Max Johnson? Ma- well, I was th- who was Max Johnson was actually pretty good, the original starter, uh, the one that threw forty-seven interceptions against Mississippi State. Yeah, that State. guy. I, yeah, I'm I, blanking I on his name. name. <laughs> do you think that at some point he looked at it and went, oh, uh, "I don't have Joe Burrow throwing to me anymore"? This might make me look bad. Miles, Miles Brennan. Miles Brennan, thank you. Yeah, they went Miles Brennan, TJ Finley, and then to Max Johnson. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure, think about all the weird questions you've had scouts ask over the years. I mean, I'm not going to repeat them because some of them are so crass that I can't right. wrap my brain around Right. It. You really think a scout's not going to look at Jamar Chase and go, did you sit out for the virus or did you sit out because you knew your quarterback was going to be a disaster? Mm-hmm. Which one was it? And you better answer it correctly, because if you answer it wrong, you'll fall like a rock. And you better answer it quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you better not think about but, it too long. But my net net, what I'm saying here is, this is step two of an ultimate problem that college football has to face. And if I've learned anything about the NCAA model in the last few years, there's no leadership. There's nobody that will spearhead this and go, uh, we have a problem. Because college basketball has this problem in droves right now. Because six of their top 50 recruits are playing in the G League. And nobody yet has gone, we have to fix this. They just put their head in the sand and go, it will resolve itself. You're in the Sports Tank on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Don't forget, as you're out picking up those last-minute supplies for the holidays at your local Ingalls store, go by the checkout counter and pick up uh, one of the 
Ingalls Giving Tree icons. They are they are for sale in all Ingalls stores in the 16 counties uh, that are serviced by Mana Food Bank. The annual benefit to feed the hungry across our area. Five dollar and ten dollar Ingalls Giving Tree icons available for purchase at the checkout. You put your name on it. Let's everybody know that you support uh, Mana's fight to feed the hungry in Western North Carolina. Five dollars represents 20 meals that Mana can provide for the hungry a ten dollar 40 meals comes out to four meals for every dollar that is donated to mana food bank that they can feed the hungry with support the local organization mana food bank also uh, get it at your local ingles store the ingles giving tree icons available for purchase now i believe real estate isn't about properties it's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Coffee's for closers only. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the win. Welcome back to the Sports Tank. ESPN Asheville 92.9, 880, and 1400. Well, like many others, last night didn't quite go the way I thought it would. So trying to get back to our winning ways, I have five picks tonight. Two in the NBA, one college basketball, and two in college football. First off, we have the Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets opening night in the NBA. No Draymond Green for the Golden State Warriors and no Clay Thompson either, which tells me this line should be a lot, and it's only seven and a half. I don't know who they think is going to guard Kevin Durant, but if it's Eric Pascal, I like my chances. Yep. Give me the Nets minus seven and a half. The Lakers are a two and a half point favorite over the LA Clippers. Do you know who the Clippers start now? I mean, there's Kawhi. Yep. And there's Paul George. Yep. And Pat Beverly. Yep. And I don't Serge know. Ibaka and Nick Batum. Oh. That make you feel warm and fuzzy? I mean. Because it shouldn't. It and it should make the Lakers feel pretty good. Opening night. They're not even unveiling the banners tonight, but they do get the rings. I like the Lakers' chances tonight. Give me the Lakers minus two and a half. I just pulled this. I wasn't going to pick this game, uh, but I am now. North Carolina plays NC State tonight in college basketball. This started as a one-point NC State lean. How? I have absolutely no idea. I don't know who they think's guarding a big for NC State. This Carolina team is gigantic. Uh-huh. And you know what travels well? Big guys. Uh-huh. I'm taking the Tar Heels minus one and a half, and I didn't think a second thing about minus it. Minus one and a half. DJ Funderburk's not playing it, by the way. I, I yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care if they somehow get got Chris Washburn in his prime back. I don't think they're stopping Garrison Brooks and Armando Baycott. Chris Washburn. Yeah, give me the give me the Tar Heels minus one and a half. Tonight, Central Florida takes on BYU in the Boca Raton Bowl. BYU is a six and a half point favorite. The over-under is 78. My favorite part of this is over the 78. I l- th- there might be 110 points scored in this game. Give me over the 78, and I'm calling for the upset. Give me Central Florida plus six and a half. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. What? You love BYU. I do. But one of the most fun things to do when picking college football games is look at who is happier to be here. 
and that would be Central Florida by a lot. Hmm. BYU could have a little hangover of we didn't get put in a better bowl. We're playing in the second bowl, and we lost one game to a team that's in the top ten. Right. Woof. I think this is going to be a shoot out. I could see this being 42-35 at halftime. Yeah. I like uh, I like Kalani Sataki, and I think uh, he's going to get his guys to come out with the victory tonight. I love BYU. I have been the champion of the BYU cause all year. Mm-hmm. But you cannot tell me these kids are happy to be playing in the Boca Raton Bowl. No, obviously not. When they had high hopes that they were going to get into a bowl that people could actually name. I mean, they can name this one. It's the, it's the Boca Raton Bowl. But you know what the I roof mean. Like if, you, if somebody Raton sat you Bowl, down, actually. if you, somebody sat you down in a room and said, "Make a list," I'm gonna give you a piece of paper. You make a list of all the bowl games that you can name. I'll bet you th- at least fifty five percent of people would never get to the Boca Raton Bowl. I would, I would probably be in that fifty five percent because I would get tired of that game very fast. <laughs> Just how many can you name? I would get to like the Alamo Bowl and be like, "Okay, this is stupid. I'm done." Really? If it was a sporkle, you'd do it. I like Sporkle. You, he loves Sporkle.com. I, I do love Sporkle. It's the trivia website that just keeps Jeremy coming back and back and back. I only do sports ones, though, because I'm not good at anything else. <laughs> well, that is for sure. Right now, we have a uh, six-point ball game. Nevada up 6 to nothing on Tulane in the first quarter of the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I was five minutes ago years old when I found out that game was even happening. <laughs> Stay tuned for more updates on this pivotal matchup. This is the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. You can hear the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Second hour of the program, brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing, wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. College football news today. Yes, we've got a bowl game going on, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl up there on that blue field in Boise. Happening right now between Nevada and Tulane. We've got BYU and UCF coming up tonight in college football. It was announced earlier today that South Carolina is not going to be playing in the Gasparilla Bowl down in Tampa. They've got coronavirus issues, and they were going to have a coach. or Well, they were going to have one coach, but that was the only coach that they were going to have. Apparently, all of this is, uh, is living in the offensive staff room. <laughs> The close contacts took out everybody except for interim head coach Mike Bobo. He was going to be the only one available to coach for the Gamecocks in their upcoming showdown with UAB. I mean, I I don't I, I don't know what I'm going to do now. UAB hey, Christmas is ruined. <laughs> UAB says they are hoping to find an opponent to take South Carolina's place so that this uh, this game can still go forward. But I don't know who. I mean, where do you go? Tennessee dropped out of their bowl against West Virginia. Which bowl was that? I forgot already. 
Oh, it was the uh, Liberty Bowl. The Liberty Bowl. Yeah. The Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Tennessee dropped out because of coronavirus issues, and Army famously took their place. The nine and two team that nobody invited to a bowl. They except for the, the spot. except for the Independence Bowl, uh, who had to cancel. <laughs> so uh now we've got Army West Virginia in the Liberty Bowl. I feel like the bowl scorecard, it, it, it's equally difficult to scoring a Major League Baseball game. Well, we went through these because uh, coming up on uh, Christmas Eve in the Sportsocracy, at the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias, uh, we go live weekdays at 9 a.m. We're going to have a Christmas Eve bowl special. So we were going through today and kind of just getting our ducks in a row. And there are so many bowl games that have two and three and four win teams this year because of... Because of the, the, the shutdown and the delays and all of that, the NCAA took out the requirement for, you know, uh, five, was it five wins? Six. six wins. They took out the six win requirement to make a bowl game. And so now we've just got here and there four win teams all over the place. Um, I think it was, was it the, like December 29th or something? There was four bowl games that day. Three of them included four win teams. It's January 2nd. January 2nd. Good night. Some of these bowl games are going to be awful, but they're doing what they got to do to get them on TV and try to have somewhat of a normal bowl season. I mean, there are going to be games played. I'm really curious to see the ratings. I will be super interested to see what the ratings of these games look like. Mm -hmm. Like I stated in the last hour, I think we have a problem. And college football is going to have to address it. <laughs> Speaking of problems. Yes. You remember that thing I told you about Auburn not being nearly as good of a job as you thought it was? Yeah. You remember how you argued with me about that? I did. You're starting to come around to my side. I yet? am starting to come around to your side because apparently no one wants a piece of the uh, of the Auburn head coaching position. I, I announced this in the first hour. I, I have to make sure everyone hears it. Uh, I am officially withdrawing myself from consideration to be the next head coach at Auburn. I hear they reached out to uh, former Owen High football coach, Kitty Ford. He said no as well. Uh, <laughs> that's that not was, true. I was about to say. <laughs> that's that not was... true. Uh, <laughs> but nobody wants this job. Everyone that they have come up with as a possible candidate has either turned it down or not answered their phone calls. I kid you not. They hired a search committee after the whole Kevin Steele thing comes out. Right. Because their fan base lost their minds. They hire a search committee. The search committee gives them five names. Kevin, or, uh, let's see, Kevin Steele, Hugh Freeze, Steve Sarkeesian, Bill Clark, mm-hmm. Billy Napier. Mm-hmm. They've all five said no. All of them. All of them. Then uh, Brent Venables' name came up. Yeah, we, Brent Venables has been adamant that he wants to retire at Clemson. But I'm sure he'll take this Auburn job that nobody wants. Hey, while you're on the phone with Clemson, why don't you call Tony Elliott, too, so he can tell you no at the same time. Right. Because that's going to be that answer. Oh, did they reach out to Les Miles yet? Let's see if he can come back to the SEC. Oh, gosh. I'm going to let... I genuinely do not know who they're going to hire here. This is the first... This is the biggest farce of a coaching coaching search I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, we just had one of these at Tennessee. Right. You remember how that went when they wound up with Jeremy Pruitt? Mm -hmm. Because Tennessee fans thought, we're going to hire John Gruden. No, you're not. And then we're going to hire all these. Urban Meyer. 
Oh, yeah. Just every big name in college coaching, and they all went, yeah, I'm a pass. I think Bill Cowher's name came out of that search as well. <laughs> and then they land on Greg Schiano, and the fan base loses their minds. Yep. And they wind up with Jeremy Pruitt, and here you are. And I'm telling you, I told you this in between the shows today. I can tell you how this is going to end, I think. Okay. Unless this guy tells him no. To, if this guy tells him no, they might actually call me or you or Brian, Sports Break Brian Hall or I don't know who would take this job at that point. Neil Brown at West Virginia. Okay. That's the solution. Auburn you, is a bigger job than West Virginia at the end of the day. Does it make you feel good, Auburn fans? Well, the problem, he's a good coach. The problem with him, with him is he can't recruit. Which is kind of important when you're in the SEC uh, West. When you're going up against Alabama that's recruiting at a level that nobody in college football history has ever done. Mm-hmm. And you're already working with a, with a short stack because you only signed nine recruits in the early signing period. I think that was the fewest of any Power 5 school. Your recruiting class is in the 70s somewhere. Right. So I mean you're you're not I and mean, there's just nothing here to feel good about. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There are a lot of Auburn fans out there, and I mean what I'm getting ready to say from the bottom of my heart. You deserve it. You didn't appreciate Gus Malzon. You paid him twenty one million dollars to go away. The report came out last week that the administration's been undermining Gus Malzon for three years trying to get Kevin Steele in place as the head coach. Right. The same Kevin Steele that won one game in four years in conference in the Big Twelve, which which is which is why it would make sense for them to call Les Miles see if he yeah, wants to come I, back. Hey, you know what? Les Miles is currently on a trajectory to be even a little bit better than Kevin Steele, who was apparently your first choice. Right. And I'm not even really saying this to the. I mean, I'm saying it to the fan base. I'm really saying it to the administration. Of this is exactly what I was trying to say. Of Auburn thinks they're more than they are, and there are a lot of schools like this. There are a ton of college football jobs that think they're better than they are. I always said this about UCLA. Mm-hmm. UCLA thinks it's better than it is. It's a basketball school that spends about equivalent money on both. You have bad facilities. You have pretty much bad everything. The only good thing you have is weather. Right. That's what Auburn is. That's what to be honest with you. There's more jobs without, like that in the SEC without the allure of a uh, of a big time city. Yeah, I mean you're in Pasadena. No, I'm saying Auburn. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean think I, about that. Think of the, the difference between L.A. and Auburn, Alabama. But I mean, let's be really honest. How many of the jobs in the SEC are quote unquote good jobs? I think my number is going to be way lower than yours is. I don't know. I mean, I would say. Maybe six or seven. I think you are astronomically too high. Too high. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Let me let me ask this a different way and see if maybe you understand where I'm coming from. Okay. Let's say the existing coach at every SEC school steps down. Mm-hmm. How many of them are going to get their first choice? No doubt. Because there's one that I think you're going to say is a really good job, and I disagree with you. I don't know, maybe four, at most. Right. I, I think, mean, you got Alabama, Secret Time. I think it's two. Really? 
Alabama and who? LSU. Hmm. That's it. Georgia's in that group. All right. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Take Kirby Smart out. Mm -hmm. Tell me you've been anything more than a mediocre Power 5 school since 1982. And now you in the Mark Richt era, they were good. They were fair. You went to two New Year's Six Bowls Mm -hmm. in 11 years. You're okay. But now you think you're a national player because you've had Kirby Smart, who's actually a really good coach. Right. I don't understand what he did at quarterback, but, I mean, let's let's be real fair. Think about your coaches over the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Florida, same way. Florida job's been open four times since Steve Spurrier left. Ron Zook, Jim McElwain, and uh, Dan Mullen, of which Dan Mullen's fine. You've had one home run higher in the last four, and that was Urban Meyer. Right. And guess what? Didn't take long for him to go, I am tired of this. <laughs> Tim Tebow left, and he went, uh, nope. Stress is literally killing me. Well, and now Florida's on probation. so it's- uh, Florida's <laughs> been on probation forever. <laughs> forever. That's, that's why every time a Florida fan would say, Free Shoes University at me, I would go, I'm going to need you to grab a mirror and look at yourself real hard. Exactly. But, I mean, that's my point. There's only so many elite jobs, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot that think they are. I I mean, mean, honestly, Dan Mullen steps down right now. How many high-end guys do you think are jumping over themselves to get to Florida? I mean, I think there would be interest. There would be. I'm not saying there wouldn't be interest. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is how many of them are Alabama that can go, oh, Nick's retiring? Uh, Dabo, you're on deck. Yeah. You're who we want. You're coming. Right. There's not many. There aren't. Right I mean, I got news that. for you. One of the chiefs of this mountain is my school. I am a diehard Florida State fan. Have been for thirty years. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We've had an open job two times in four years, and it wound up with Willie Taggart and Mike Norvell. It's a good point. At some point, you have to understand what you are. Right. And Auburn doesn't get it. And I'll be honest with you: half the SEC doesn't get it. If you don't believe me, listen to Paul Feinbaum's show mm-hmm. any day. All he does is take calls. Right. And, and it's every, all delusional fans. I think Kentucky can go eight and two this year. I'll take your answer off there. That's that's the whole show. Right. And this is this is where my theory on this came from. Is I know Auburn decently well. Not to the level of I know Florida State or West Virginia or North Carolina or any of the schools I'm actually directly connected to. Mm-hmm. I know it pretty well. And there's always been a rumor that you don't even know who you're working for. The A D has virtually no power. Because the AD wanted, and, and you're seeing it manifest itself right now, the AD wanted Kevin Steele. Right. There is not one person that doubts that. And then you know what happened? That leaked. And the boosters went, okay, hire him. See what happens. Mm-hmm. All that money will disappear. And, and here's the thing. If you look at the budget for, for Auburn, look at how much they make versus how much they spend. There's a reason for that. Right. Because they have boosters that are paying the freight on everything. Mm -hmm. Because they don't make that level of money. Because they're not good at virtually anything else. And I'm not saying those sports make money, but you get into, you get into those president, or not the, what is that, what is that cup called? The The Commissioner's Cup. No, No. it's, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. But they combine all the sports. Well, there's money tied to that. Right. So it does help to be good at other things. Auburn's not. Auburn's a mid-tier football program and sold their soul in basketball to hire Bruce Pearl. Mm-hmm. They have a heck of a uh, women's and I, and I gymnastics have, program. And, and by the <laughs> way, I have nothing against Bruce Pearl. 
I think a lot of people think I do because I I do. Here's the thing. Look at his track record. Look at every program he's left. Look where they are three years later. It, it's not that hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the guy, he goes right up to the right up to the line, and sometimes he crosses it, sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. But, I mean, this is what I was trying to tell you weeks ago of this is not going to go their way. And, the, and, and at the end of the day, if you're a guy like Hugh Freeze, think about the aesthetic of what you're looking at here. Gus Malzahn won a national title at Auburn. Mm-hmm. They were ready to fire him two years later. Mm-hmm. They were undermining him a year later. Because they knew they were falling behind to Alabama. And so why would I want this job? Right. What, what about this makes me go, yeah, yeah pr- let's do this. Yeah, the pressure is going to be so high that you're not going to be able to live up to their expectations ever. Bingo. And I felt that way about Tennessee as well. Because Tennessee fans are crazy. Malzahn lost in the. I said that backwards. Malzahn lost, he lost in, the, in the championship. He never won one, but he got right. to one. Right. I mean, think. Th- I mean, honestly, how many times have you been close to a national title outside of one Cam Newton year? Because he got kicked out of Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, take out that outlier of Cam Newton chooses Auburn. You've been borderline irrelevant for thirty years. Mm-hmm. I mean, back to the Pat Dye, Bo Jackson era, you've been borderline irrelevant. And Hugh Freeze sees, well, this is probably the most successful coach you've had, and they were they were calling for your head 15 seconds after you get out of a national title game because you lost. Right. To I mean, a much a, more talented Florida State team. Right. It is a program that has had home run years here and there. Um, you know, early 2000s, they had a good little run. Cadillac Williams, Ronnie Brown. Wasn't that the year they were just on the outside and they were screaming the and one game? Yeah, I mean, and you're in the Sugar Bowl. Woo! Right. And then you go down the road. Yeah, I mean, they finished the second. Yeah, you go down the road to 2011. They won the national championship, and a couple of years later, they were in the national championship. So every now and then, and see, that's why I thought Auburn is a better job than Tennessee because at least they've been relevant. I mean, to me, Tennessee hasn't been relevant since Peyton Manning. Well, here's the thing. In the last 20 years, if you look at the postseason AP poll, the final poll, Auburn's been in the top 10 how many times? Oh, I don't know. In 20 years. Just random guess. It's four. How many times have they not been in it at all? (laughs) Ten. Nine. Nine. (laughs) There you go. You've spent a lot more time being completely irrelevant than not. I agree. And so when you do things like this... Okay, so you paid him $21 million. Nobody's crying for Gus Malzahn. I get it. If there had been more jobs open this year, guess what? He'd have gotten one. I promise you. Arkansas, and I'm I'm not going to lie to you, it would not have shocked me if he'd gone back to Arkansas State. That's where he came from. That's how he got the Auburn job. Right. Blake Anderson goes to Utah State. It would have made all the sense in the world, but you fired him late. Well, since we're on the uh, topic of coaching jobs in the SEC... Have you have you have you taken a peek today at what's going on with LSU? With that order on? They're blowing it up. Everything is done. Bo Pelini gone. Uh the and, offensive coordinator retired. And now Scott Linehan, the passing offense coordinator, gone. And now um his name just went out of my mind. The the offensive coordinator. Steve um 
Yeah. It's a weird last name, and it's it, I literally just had the story build up. Right. Ensminger. Ensminger, yes. Steve Ensminger. Gone. He's retiring. But you know what? This is what this is what schools that are really elite, mm-hmm. this is what happens. You have a disaster year like this, oh, somebody's yeah. head's going to roll. Oh, yeah. We're not just going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about you behind a closed door. We're going to go, look, Ed, we like you. Your voice is funny. You sound like Cookie Monster, and you want us a national title. <laughs> but this was a disaster. Mm-hmm. You have a good recruiting class coming in. We love you, but you better make changes because we will start calling on your head very quickly. Yeah, you got to find me another Joe Brady. Uh, you got to. You, you know, find- and you know what? A school like LSU, they'll find one. Oh yeah, whoever they want, they'll just go get whoever they want, and that guy will at some point become a head coach. Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator last year, probably gonna be a head coach in the NFL next year. Mm-hmm. Done a great job with the Carolina Panthers. He's a year younger than me. That's only if he doesn't take the Auburn job. Uh, let me. I, I, I in no way represent Joe Brady, but I have a feeling his answer is going to be a lot like the other 17 answers you've already written down. <laughs> That's a big fat negative on that one, Ghost Rider. You're in the sports tank. What are you people? On dope? It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is here as well. You can hear us everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, live or on demand. Also check us out on the new web show, The Sportsocracy, at The Sportsocracy on all the social medias. We go live every weekday morning at 9 AM. We will, uh, of course, have tomorrow's show. Then we're, uh, you know, we're going to take a couple of days off for uh, for the holidays. Well, we'll, be, we'll still be we'll, on Thursday. Right. We'll have content for you on Thursday. We're going to have the bowl special. Where we'll go all over all of the bowl games. Speaking of right now, it's a uh, thirteen to nothing lead for the uh, Nevada Wolf Pack against the Tulane Green Wave in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I will pick every bowl game against the spread. <laughs> Jeremy's oh oh I missed a score. It's nineteen to nothing now. Yeah, it's not it's not going well for Willie Frisk no. and the Tulane what is the yeah, wave? The green wave. Green wave. Yeah. Nevada stomping all over him right now. Um The NBA does start up tonight. And I'm and looking it, forward to it. Are you not? No. You're not gonna watch? Lakers first Clippers? Of all, first of all, it's NBA regular season. But it's opening night, and it's NBA opening night, and you get a depleted you get a depleted Clippers team against a Lakers team that is a juggernaut, and you get kind of the Warriors against the Nets. I mean, I'm not saying I'm gonna watch it. Okay, I'm just saying I'm a, not. You get to see. The, I'm not super excited about you get it. To see, you get to see the first uh, the first game of Kyrie Irving and 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 Kevin Durant. Steve Nash on the sidelines. That's intriguing to me. I mean, it's 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 a thing. LeBron and AD back on the court just, what, 65 days after they won a world title? That's, see, I think that's my problem, is I feel like we just did this. Uh, like, I feel like the NBA's been gone for an hour. You haven't had time to miss them yet. Nope. Gotcha. They say absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, there hasn't been enough absence, and my heart is not fond. <laughs> 
Anybody surprised, though, that there's news coming out of Houston that James Harden is not getting along with his teammates? A lot being made today out of the story that uh, James Harden threw a ball at Jay Sean Tate during Rockets practice. First off, who's Jay Sean Tate? I and why should anyone care that James Harden is throwing a ball at him? Well, you know, there's a reason that they should care because he's gotten full on contentious. Yeah, when the play by play announcer. One of his calls during a preseason game is who needs James Harden on a Christian Wood dunk. <laughs> I think that tells you everything you need to know. Uh, it tells me that that guy's probably going to be looking for a job soon. I don't, I don't think he is. I think that's how the whole franchise feels. The, or, the whole organization is just get him out of here. They're trying to keep it together. Because they want him to have trade value, but we all know. He doesn't. There's too many people that know. Russell Westbrook, he knows. Mm-hmm. John Wall knows. I, I would say John Wall's figured this out in no time. Agents talk, and it's going to get back. Have you heard the reports about James Harden and, and what Russell Westbrook's actual problem was? No. Apparently they just let him show up whenever he wants to. Mm. Oh, we have a practice? Uh, Well, where's James? No, he's not here. Doesn't matter. And apparently... Him and Dwayne Haskins have some similar enjoyments in their social time. Yes, we knew that. Not to the level that I've heard. Really? All the time. Wow. In certain cities, it's every time they go. Right. And the act has gotten stale, and everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. And Houston's looking at this roster going, we have John Wall, which is a broken toy. And we we just gave Christian Wood a deal. And he's a guy that people like, and we've got DeMarcus Cousins, and maybe he can be good. Mm-hmm. But we have to get something for Harden that's – I honestly think at this point they would take 75 cents on the dollar. Hmm. I have had a problem the whole time with believing the Nets offered Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, I, I, it would almost have to be Jared Allen, all those young guys, and Houston looked at it and went, nope. We nope, won't draft nope, picks. Nope, nope. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I think if that offer was on the table, they would have gone, uh, he's already on a plane. Right. Stop talking. It's done. We've already accepted it. He is headed your way. Mm-hmm. I drove him to the airport myself. Every story I have that I have heard come out of Houston is it's not just contentious. Like now it's uncomfortable. Right. Because apparently before now, James Harden has always been the laid back guy. He's always kind of been the go with the flow, and as you said, if that's the case, that he was just allowed to show up whenever, nobody said anything about it. Now it's a bit of a different story. He's showing up. He doesn't have another superstar to rely on. He doesn't have a Chris Paul. He doesn't have a Russell Westbrook. He's got John Wall and Boogie Cousins. It's not good. They're, they're, I think they're going to be awful. Here's the thing. They're just talented enough to withstand it. Mm-hmm. You I mean, done I just mean, enough they could be to be the six seed. And, and that's the worst place you can be. Or the seven. I have said this no less than a hundred times on this show. The worst thing you can be in any major sport is average. Mm-hmm. And now they are stuck in average forever. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. A guy who has just destroyed basketball as we know it. I'll, I'll, 
I can't stand James Harden. I can't. I've either. never been able to stand him. That whole, you know, jumping into somebody to get the get the foul shot on a three pointer. I thought the NBA should have done something about that when he first started doing it. Now he's been doing it for five years. Yeah, and now you're now you are completely stuck. Ugh. No envy for the Houston Rockets. And they've got the perfect coach for it. Steven Silas. Steven Silas. Just let him take that dumpster fire. Ride it on down. Doesn't surprise me at all. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, I've got two stories of holiday jack wagons. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, the first one is uh, on. So yesterday at New York's LaGuardia Airport, apparently a couple from Florida who had a service dog with them on the flight decided that we actually don't want to take this flight after all. As the plane is taxiing out to the runway, they opened the emergency door and the slide came out and there goes the couple and the dog. They obviously, you, obviously you cannot do that. Uh, that is against the law. They have now been charged. Antonio Murdoch, 31, and Brianna Greco, 23, are now facing charges of third-degree criminal trespass. They've also been charged with, uh, or Murdoch has been additionally charged with second-degree cr- criminal mischief and second-degree reckless endangerment. Uh, and here's the thing. You're on a plane four days before Christmas. People are trying to get home to their families. And, oh, it's very bad timing. Oh, gosh. And you've got this entire plane, that because now the plane has to be out of commission. They had to book all these people on separate flights to get them to their destinations, because now you have to go through and pack up the slide and do the inspection on the, on the plane and everything. You know, it took several hours for them to be able to get that uh, jet back into rotation but they just ruined the holiday grind for everyone on that flight. And I still have no explanation of why. There has been no report of why they decided to just bail in the middle of the plane taxiing to the runway. They both have to show up back in March in New York. So they get a second trip guaranteed to New York. they got to show back up in court in March. So... I guess there's that. They just wanted to come back in springtime, I guess. Then there's this story out of Scott County, Tennessee, just northwest of Knox County, home of Knoxville. Uh, Scott County Sheriff's Office says a grandmother is now facing charges after allegedly stealing presents from underneath the tree belonging to uh, the family of her grandchild. Among the presents she stole from underneath the tree to sell for whatever reason uh, was a Nintendo Switch, which they were able to track to a local pawn shop. And uh, this woman is uh, now charged with theft under $1,000 and is being held on $7,500 bond in Scott County Jail. Uh, it also was really funny to me that this woman's name 
is Amy D. Best. No, Amy D. Worst. That is god-awful. To steal your own grandchild's Christmas presents, to sell it for whatever reasons. I can only imagine drugs are involved. Well, that was a very punny way for you to say that. I have I, I have now discovered uh, the, the house that I, I wish I had bought. The house you wish you'd bought. Yep. Okay. A New York State couple said they ripped up some rotten wood at their recently purchased home and made a surprising discru- discovery. A bootlegger's stash of whiskey from a hundred years ago. Nick Drummond and Patrick Baker said they had a they had heard while preparing to purchase their home in Ames that it might have belonged to a bootlegger in the 1920s. So they whilst doing some remodeling, pulled up a rotten floorboard and found six whiskey bottles. Upon further inspection, they thought maybe there would be more. Once they pulled up the floor, they found a hundred bottles of hundred-year-old whiskey under the floorboards. Wow. That would get me through a lot of Christmas movies. (laughs) A hundred bottles. They were identified as a Gaelic whiskey from Scotland, and the bottles bear dates from the 1920s. Jeez. The men said they have not tried any of the whiskey from the intact bottles, but they are considering auctioning off some of the bottles that are in good condition down the line. Hmm. I bet they would fetch a pretty penny. There's no way I wouldn't have. I, I would have had to have. I'd have had to have done it. Oh, I'd have cracked one open immediately. 100%. Just, what is look, this? I'm going to be honest with you. You eat gas station hot dogs. Yep. I don't think anybody's surprised that the hundred year old whiskey would have not been lost upon you. Nope. And nobody would have found out about it either. Now, me. I wouldn't have told a soul. I, I don't take aspirin that's past its expiration date. Of which, why there's an expiration date on aspirin, I don't know. It loses its potency over time. But it can't hurt you. No. I've had 15 doctors tell me that I still won't take an aspirin past its expiration date. crazy. My father at one point told me I'm the only person that knows where the expiration date is on a bottle of aspirin. Yep. Because nobody cares. Yep. I do. <laughs> if it didn't matter, they wouldn't put it on you, the bottle. That's just, they're just trying to get you to buy more. That's the only thing. I knew thing. you were going to say that. I almost said it for you because I knew you were going to say of that. Of course. That's the only reason they put expiration dates on things like that. Because they want you no, to buy more. That's not the only reason they put ex- they put expiration dates on it because it matters. The best buy date or the sell by date. That's just to get it off the shelves. Nothing more. I mean, unless it's milk, and then obviously you don't. You know, perishables. You need to abide by the the date. My wife has started buying some kind of. Uh, I, I, it's like organic milk. Hmm. Does it never go bad? It never goes bad. Really? It never. I mean, it takes forever to go bad. We don't drink a lot of milk. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a bowl of cereal in about ten years. Okay. I just, I just don't do it. It's not because I haven't, like, I don't have an aversion to cereal. You just don't get up in the morning. Oh no, I get up in the morning, and I'm, and as you noticed this morning, I'm a little unpleasant <laughs> in the first couple hours. Well, yeah, you don't eat when you first get up. In no, the morning, though. there's no breakfast. It's just get no. up, start the day, take you know, take your shower, start the day, move on, and then about twelve o'clock, you look over at me and go, "If I don't eat something, I'm going to kill someone." Yeah, I we have that conversation at least four times out of a five day week. Yeah, <laughs> and it's usually at eleven because you procrastinate until twelve, and then I just get plum angry. Yeah. In all the years we've been doing this, Tank has yet to figure out that when I say I'm hungry, it means I was hungry 30 minutes ago. Now mm-hmm. I'm hangry. Mm-hmm. 
He's like, what do you want to eat today? I was like, I don't know. I mean, I could go till 4 o'clock before I eat. Oh, when I'm hungry, it is time. <laughs> it is high time to get one. We had some good news today. Keontae Johnson has been released from the hospital. Um, of course, Keontae Johnson, the Florida basketball star who collapsed during a game against Florida State last week. He is out of the hospital. He is, his family says, you know, we're excited that we're going to be able to get to spend the Christmas holiday together at home. They still have not said what caused him to collapse during that basketball game. We don't know why. The family says we're not going to say anything. We can't say anything definitive about it because the doctors are still trying to figure out what caused him to collapse. But it's good news that he is out of the hospital. Um, and again, our thoughts and prayers are still with him and his family. All right, are you ready to ruin some uh, ruin some people's Christmases? I, I I tried to watch a movie that many of you have said I should watch. And for the first time in my life, I tapped out on a movie. For the first time in your life? I tapped out. Really? Within 30 minutes, I went, I can't do this anymore. It was worse than Elf. It was worse than A Christmas Story. It was awful. All right, here we go. Sounds like someone needs to sing a Christmas carol. No way. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these who says, Christmas is once a year, and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling. Jeremy's 12 Days of Christmas movie reviews continues. We are now on the penultimate day. We'll have the final reviews coming up tomorrow. Two movies down. What were they? So the first one was one that I'd actually never heard of. Okay. And it had been opined to me enough times. It was called Four Christmases. Four Christmases. Yes, that is uh, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, I love her so much. And Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. They are a couple. And they go to each individual house, right? Over Christmas, both of their parent, each of their parents is divorced, so they have four different families to go to, and it's so good. It is. There is so, Dwight Yoakam is hilarious, <laughs> and he's and I don't really think he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I, it's a the, the ending's cheesy, and I mean the the movie's like of fifteen course. years old, so I don't feel like I'm ruining anything. No. Yet. I liked it, and there were a lot. I actually, I have never been uh, chastised by a social media. I was chastised for saying an event that happened in that movie last night. Really? I got a warning from the the Facebook people that, and I, there was nothing even bad about it. Oh, it's like, well, really? I don't like how that went at all. <laughs> so you got your like your hand slapped I by did. the official I, Facebook I people. I did, and I didn't like it. Oh no! And then actually, my thought process with that went in two stages. Like, why did they just slap? Oh wait, why have they never done that to me before? Wasn't Robert Duvall in that movie too? Yes, and yes. he was hilarious. Uh huh. And John Favreau and Tim John McGraw. Favreau is the UFC yes, fighter. And Tim McGraw and his wife. Love her. Uh, the, she, she was, was in Eastbound and Down? Yeah, she was in uh, Mike and Molly, too. Yes. 
I don't know her name. I don't either. She's one of those like eight actor actresses that you seem to see in everything. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a clue what her name is. Oh, she's gorgeous. I don't yeah. even know her name. Yeah, she's she's. <laughs> There's so many parts of that movie that I'm not allowed to say on the show. <laughs> okay, four Christmases. Hilarious. Got you into the Christmas spirit a little bit. And I was, you know what? If I had just called it a night at that, because I watched that before the Monday night football game. Okay. Monday night football happens. My wife, being a Steelers fan, is angry. And she falls asleep. And I'm awake. And I decide unilaterally, I'm going to watch a movie that I know I'm not going to like. I've been told I'm not going to like. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, I did not like it. The Nightmare Before Christmas is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh, come on. The Nightmare Before Christmas was literally so bad I couldn't do it anymore. The Jack Skellington or whatever Uh his name is. Uh I couldn't watch him move. Just the way he moved bothered me. Everything about it in his his creepy little Mm -hmm. face. Mm -hmm. And stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. It creeped you out. I didn't like it. I I know why you didn't like it, because right at the very beginning of it is the clown with the tearaway face. Yep. That was it. I don't like any of the things. (laughs) I'll put it this way. It didn't start on a good foot with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it didn't start on a good foot, and it didn't get any better. It's a classic. And like 25 minutes in, my eyes started drooping, and I went, you know what? I'm a 33-year-old man. I'll be 34 in in just a, a couple months. It is time that I I tap out on a movie and don't waste the extra hour. There is no reason for you to continue watching this child's movie. Yes, I it was awful. <laughs> and all of you that said I should watch it, there is a little anger in me that I did. I thought it w- it might be twisted enough for you to be interested. But I was wrong. It never even piqued my interest enough. That I because I tried, mm-hmm. I, I did try, mm-hmm. and just everything about it, I'm like, this is so stupid. <laughs> that there are there are magical worlds where all of the holiday people live. There's Halloween Town and Eastern Easter Town and Christmas Town and and here's the thing, you almost lost me at that. Mm-hmm. When you get into fantastical worlds and things like that, this is why I don't watch Star Wars. You know why I don't watch Star Wars? Because there's no talking bear that looks at me and goes, that doesn't really happen. And there's not gold trash, there's not gold vacuum cleaners that speak, and there's not beeping trash cans. Not in this galaxy. Uh, Oh, good. But in a galaxy far, far away, there are. And that's where my attention span is far, far away. (laughs) I can't do it. I just, I can't. But I have saved two movies that I am very excited about for the for 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 the end. Okay, so tonight you are going home and you're watching Scrooged. Scrooged is one, and the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. I watched it when I was a kid, and I remember absolutely nothing of it. Okay, but I love Tim Allen. Yes, and frankly, I can't end this on a sour note. And if I watch anything else that I don't feel pretty good that I'm going to like. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray and Tim Allen is a really good start for me. Yes. I I really want to be happy for Christmas. And based on three of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you gave me Die Hard. And for that, I thank you. Because those were phenomenal. And Bad Santa was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, and several others were, were good. 
but man, you gave me three that were just sewer water. <laughs> and those three, by the way, are Nightmare Before Christmas. Awful. Elf. Terrible. And, and A Christmas Story. Maybe the worst movie ever made. Which tells me Jeremy hates Christmas. I love, I love Christmas. I hate bad Christmas movies. And all three of those count. You, sir, are wrong. All right, it's time for a monkey knife fight. The NBA is back and daily fantasy sports props galore over at monkeyknifefight.com. If you have not created your account yet, you need to do so. Get in on the action. Jeremy loves giving away free money every day in this segment. Monkeyknifefight.com. Sign up now. Use the promo code TANK, T-A-N-K, and they will match your initial investment up to $50. They will also give you a $5 free play, which you can use on tonight's game. Uh, the game I'm playing tonight is more or less the 2x2 3.2x multiplier. They're even giving you a little extra incentive to play tonight, and I think this is free money. I already told you Draymond Green's not playing tonight. There's no Clay Thompson, which means you're going to get a lot of points from Steph Curry. Over 28 and a half. Uh, he's being defended by Kyrie Irving. Do I need to say more than that? Nope. Uh, the other side of that is Kyrie Irving is set at five and a half assists. He's being defended by Steph Curry. Do I need to say more than that? Nope. Going over five and a half assists. I think he tries to get Kevin Durant involved tonight. That $10 buy-in would net you $32. All right. Again, monkeyknifefight.com. Create your account today and use the promo code TANK, T-A-N-K. Tonight in the NBA, we got the Warriors and the Nets in a 7 o'clock matchup. 10 o'clock tonight, the Battle of Los Angeles. The Clippers against the Lakers. you got the Lakers who have reloaded for a you know a repeat bid at a championship, and the Clippers who are really just trying to hold things together. Have you ever seen a team that you felt so different about one year to the next? <sighs> After watching them just implode in the playoffs? I mean, no, probably not. I mean, because I look at this team now and go, I don't even think they're the second best team in the West anymore. I mean, well, since LeBron left Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking about one that remained pretty intact. No. I mean, really think about it. How much has actually changed with the Clippers? Aren't they lost Montrez Harrell? Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot else. No. And yet you still look at them and go, Oof. I mean, I think Serge Ibaka will be in... You know, he'll be a fine addition to the team. But, I mean, do you think they have any shot at dethroning the Lakers? No, I don't. Me neither. Do you even think they're the second-best team in the West? I think it'll be close. I think it's the Nuggets. I really do. I think it'll be close between them and the Nuggets. And by the Nuggets, I mean my 2020, 2021 NBA <laughs> champion, Denver Nuggets. Oh, no, we're not dealing with that for an entire season. I don't think I can make it over a 73-game stretch or a 72-game stretch of you lying to yourself about the Nuggets again. Oh, oh but we are. Oh, my gosh. Good. And when they end up losing again in the playoffs to the Lakers, he's going to be like, well, you know, I'm riding it to the end. Hey, best point differential in the NBA in the preseason. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I am looking forward to Michael Porter Jr. to see what he can do with a you know with another year under his belt in the NBA. They're you know they figured something out. They figured something out last year, and they are going to be 
a force to be reckoned with in the West. Our Charlotte Hornets kick off the season tomorrow night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, you know, at least we can hopefully start out with a win. Yeah. Because Cleveland's bad. They're not good. <laughs> They're god-awful. LaMelo's giving us some... Uh, Given us some good highlights in the preseason so far, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about the Hornets going into this one. I actually think that we're we're a playoff team. I think you're close. I don't know that you actually make it, but I think you're going to be right there in that. I, there's just a lot of teams out east like that. Yep. And I was only two years off on the Hawks. I think they're going to be a playoff team this year as well. well. It's the third year in a row you said that, and you're so far batting zero. So. <laughs> You don't think so? You don't think the Hawks are, are a playoff team with the additions that they've made? I think they're close. With Bogdanovich, I Trey mean, Young, I, another year older. I mean, I think they're close. But, I mean, I still look at the Celtics, the Nets, the Sixers, the Raptors, the Pacers, the Bucks, the Heat, and then Wizards, Hornets, Hawks. It all just kind of... Marinates right there at eight. Like one big congealed salad. Lovely. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. I'll educate you on that later. 26 to 7, Nevada leading Tulane in the uh, Idaho Potato Bowl. Right now, it is the second quarter. Uh, 7 o'clock tonight, number 16, BYU and UCF. And uh, coming up here on ESPN Asheville, college basketball tonight. The North Carolina Tar Heels. Taking on NC State on the road. Last I heard, Cam Hayes and DJ Funderburk were big question marks, game time decisions. If they don't have those two guys, they're definitely going to get pummeled by North Carolina tonight on the road at uh, PNC Arena. Also, a huge matchup in the top 25, number three, Kansas, number seven, West Virginia, nine o'clock tonight. That might be one worth staying up for. We'll be back with you tomorrow right here at three on ESPN Asheville.